Donnie T goes into jail and the top G is free from jail. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. That helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So, as many people know, and as some people don't know, I think a lot of people right now know that Trump is being indicted. I think that's pretty national news. I, a lot of people know about it. I've seen it a lot being talked about on the 24-hour news cycle. Um, it's so crazy that this man is removed from office two years already and still <laughs> the highest ratings that the news can get is Trump. Um, just just crazy. Um but what hasn't been as publicized as much is that Andrew Tate is no longer in jail, at least currently. So him and his brother are currently under house arrest, but they're, they're no longer actually being held in prison. Um, and it's interesting because these guys, both of which are from different realms, but are incredibly critical of globalists, incredibly critical of elitists, incredibly critical of what the conspiracy theorists would call the new world order. They're, they're being threatened with jail time. And it seems like this is the mode of operation when these people want somebody out of their way. And the Andrew Tate situation and Trump situation, there's there's many parallels to both situations. For example, Andrew Tate and his brother were being held without charge. Like they, they had no charges. <laughs> they had no charges. At first, they said that there were charges, but then the girls that were apparently the victims of those crimes came out and said that they weren't victims of a crime. And then... The court system and the legal system over in Romania said, I remember they were trying to swing the narrative that, oh, well, it's because those girls are brainwashed. That's why they're saying that they're not victims. And then other people started coming out and saying that, no, it was like character witnesses, that, that the Tate brothers were never like that, that they're good people, all of this and all of that. So in, in the Tate situation, the charges are, are non-existent, but that's because that's <clears throat> Romania. Janky, 
janky legal system. Here in the United States, it's a little bit more of a sophisticated legal system. So you can't just straight up lock up Trump for nothing. You can't get away with, in the United States, what Romania is or has gotten away with with the Tate brothers. But here in the United States, what they'll do is they'll come up with the most BS reason to throw a case at you if they want you out of the way. And that is exactly what's happening with Trump. Now, before we get into the discussion, for a lot of people that don't know why Trump is being charged, apparently this has to do with a hush money payment that was made from his lawyer. Mind you, the money was paid from his lawyer, Michael Cohen, to Stormy Daniels, I guess, basically for her to shut up about the alleged affair between uh, her and Trump. But the reason it was never brought up to be a case before was because, one, it came from his lawyer. It didn't even come from him. Yeah. So now exactly what they're trying to go with is that, well, Trump orchestrated it and then Trump reimbursed Michael Cohen for that. <laughs> But even that in and of itself, if that was the case, based off of like every uh, legal experts analysis that I've come across, they've all said that even at best, that's a misdemeanor. Yeah. So this is this is all like very bizarre. And it really just comes off as as scared. Uh, and then apparently there's like a lot more uh, indictments that could be coming down the pipeline for in different states for different things. So they're full steam ahead with this thing. Uh, I don't know. I It's just it, it's it's not even so much worth talking about the case. To me, it's like it's so apparent that they're scared. Yes. But my thing is eliminate them. But but like. You already, calls. you already have, you already can rig elections. What are you so scared of? You know what I'm saying? Like, th they've done it twice already. Where yeah. like they, they, they got a dementia patient in the in 2020, and then in the Senate they got a vegetable in. So they clearly have the power to rig elections. So I don't understand like what uh, why go through all of this? I mean, eliminate the face of MAGA. Eliminate the opposition to the rhinos because it behooves them to be like, all right, well, let's let's have the Republican Party who we want in office, not the Republican Party that is in office. And so it's like, well, shit, like even if he doesn't win, if he keeps this alive long enough, it will become kind of like the conservative party. And so, I mean, it, I think it is. I, I, I don't see what argument it is. There is that uh, against that it's the conservative party. I mean, the man got 74 million votes, the more votes than any incumbent president in the history of our nation. So it's hard to argue that, I mean, he's that he doesn't drive the base. It's very hard to argue that. And then now. It's becoming even more apparent as more and more polls are being generated, you know, with the hypothetical matchup between him and uh, and Ron DeSantis and everybody else. And and like he's doing very well. Yeah, that, that, well, 
I think to me they might be seeing that it's he like could a, be DeSantis. I think they're starting to play a, a pretty dangerous game. Like they're starting to more or less echo off of like what Glenn Beck said on Tucker Carlson. You're basically turning Trump into a martyr. Yeah, but more more than more than martyrdom, you're 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 turning him into a symbol. You're turning him into a symbol of of what represents the every everyday people. Yeah, yeah, that and I I don't know that you can kill him off even if you try to kill him off. Like what you're saying is if you if you it's kind of like the Batman movie. That was kind of like the theme. What was it? Was it the first one? Or it's like, you have to become more than a man. You have to become a symbol. Yeah. It's like, when, when you're the symbol of this, it's a lot harder to kill because it's, it's, it's like, you're more, you're just more than, than, than what, uh, anybody could throw at you. Hence the dark night when it ended, it's like, all right, cool. Well, yeah, I'm going to get killed off for the better of this, but everyone will remember Mm-hmm. And then into the third one, Dark Knight Rises. I mean, years later, dude's been gone, and everyone always thinks, "Oh, he's, will he ever come back? Will he ever come back? Will he ever come back?" And so, in, in a way, they're kind of creating a bigger monster than already is, which is a huge monster because this is the man who basically made the Tea Party into the party. Tea Party was a Tea Party. Tea Party wasn't everything. Tea Party had a lot of power, but it's like he was—he became the face of the, the, like you said, grassroots Republicans. Like this is real support. This is somebody that cannot be bought. Right. And so they're, so, I think they're so afraid about uh, about like this man even being close to power that the, the, they're throwing everything at him. My and, question... And, and the idea yeah. that they're afraid of him just is, is uh, significant because that illustrates their hatred for the everyday person. Like, the yeah. people that benefited when he was in office, the everyday people, their hatred... Like, that 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 signifies, like, okay, like, we don't want that. We we want these people to bend the knee to us. We want these people to, we don't, you know, we don't want these people flying their flags. We don't want these people to have upward mobility. Yeah. We don't want these people enthusiastic about life. And that little blip of time that that existed, you know, or, or people were starting to feel it. And it's not like... That's like those people doing good and feeling good really came at the expense of the coastal elites. Like they were still doing fine too, but it was just one of those things where culture, the media, all of those things that, that bolster the value or inflate the value really of one segment of society and for the longest time those those same those same media apparatuses have been demeaning to another set of people that started to balance out and like we've talked about it before how like you see the 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 fallout from that now like with Disney where it's like you take they they, they take all these legacy characters 
And like they're doing like all of these gender swaps and and these diversity swaps and these race swaps and like the stuff that they're putting out for kids. And like this trans shit is really getting out of control. It's like all this stuff that doesn't represent like everyday people. And 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 that train for a while, that that train, that locomotive, it had been going for a while, like all through the Obama years, uh, kind of through a lot through the through the Bush years. And then it's like that train, like almost totally got derailed when Trump was there. Yeah. And it became a thing of like, well, you could keep putting out whatever you want to put out and say whatever you want to say to people. But I'm here to let people know that they don't have to accept it. And since then, there has been fallout, like you see now, and we've covered it plenty of times, like how bad of a shape Disney is in. And so the, the the ramifications of a guy like Trump, it's so much more than just politics. It's also it's also cultural yeah. and mainstream culture. Too. And the culture, it's getting it's getting out of whack. Like, did you see the other day Biden put out a statement. He said the trans community shapes the nation of our the the soul of our nation. That no, it doesn't. And then and then right after that situation with with the what was it in Nashville? Yeah, Nashville. Yep. That's crazy. That is crazy. Like, yeah. That is it. It is that's like peak clown world. That's there. There's there's no more clear illustration of f- fuck the regular like fuck the normal like we're here to we're here to just like wreck you know what that reminds me of i don't know if you remember when malianopolis said that the next uh, shooters are gonna, like the next uh, school shooters are going to be women yeah when that happened i was like, oh shit i did think about that yeah that made me think because you could see um how how he kind of might have gotten there because this person is frustrated. Now, what I'm confused. Com- what I'm confused is because the, all this trans vocabulary it, it fucking throws me off. Was that a woman or a man? That was a woman. That was a woman who wanted to become a man. Yes. Okay. And therefore, that's the shit that with with all this new speech, like oh, yeah. trans man. What was it? Was it a woman? It was a woman. Oh, but you can't say that. That's offensive. And then, and then, motherfuckers get offended, yeah. because the person that killed some kids is getting misgendered. Yeah, like, what the <laughs> fuck. That is that is clown world shit. And and this is where we're at. And like you said, Trump was the symbol of no. You don't have to accept it. And so now they use this a misdemeanor. Uh, and it's a first. It's the first time a former president has been indicted. And that was what I was going to ask you. Do you think that sets a bad precedence moving forward? Because we now have a, a Democratic side that's willing to take it there. Republicans, they're, they've always been the type to be, oh, you did it to me, but I'm going to take the higher road. Do you think that Republicans... That shit. Yeah, it is. It is. Do you think that Republicans moving forward will start implementing th- these type of things? I don't know, man. You know, the, the leadership... It, it, like when, when I heard this was some time ago. When I heard Mitch McConnell say that uh, basically impeachment is off the table for Biden, I was like, 
even if you know in the back of your mind you don't have the votes for it because i i don't think they would have the votes now like the house it's it's really slim majority and and the yeah. and and they obviously don't have it in the senate but at the time the senate was more balanced um I would have never said that though. Like as a leader of the of yeah. the the Republican senators, I would have never said no shit like that because my mentality would be, well, you impeached our guy twice for nothing. Yeah. For nothing. Yeah. One was a phone call uh, a, that was apparently a quid pro quo phone call, but Biden, who in numerous occasions, there's been some quid pro quo stuff that has been proven in fact in one of which he he like openly talked about it yeah and and nothing okay and then um and then uh and then the whole january 6th shit which i mean not only not only should trump not have been blamed for that but now we realize that that shit really was a, mo- a mostly peaceful protest yeah Thanks to Tucker Carlson's uh, journalism, nah, man. Like, like the idea that that Republicans wouldn't want to play ball the same the same type of hardball that the that yeah. the Democrats are playing, but the way they are and and the leadership, who knows? Like, for instance, if you would ask me this a few months ago, I would have never thought that McCarthy would be on board with something like that. But actually. McCarthy 2.0 has been proving me wrong. So maybe McCarthy 2.0, like he, maybe he would. I'm on board with, with what? With with uh 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 keeping oh, that same he, precedent that oh you, yeah, uh, you know it's like all right, you could do this to our guy. We're gonna do this to Biden. Yes. Yeah, the Biden crime family. You know what I'm saying? The Clinton crime family. All these motherfuckers. Um, but you know, isn't I don't it know. scary though that like. Republicans are are behaving in this way. Many uh, does it make you feel like the president really isn't the one in charge? If you have the feds, if you have the CIA, if you have all these groups of people, like making it damn near impossible for a person to like. Well, with with this particular uh, presidency, it. It's become blatantly clear that the, I mean, look at how Biden operates. You know he's not in charge. It, that it's become so blatantly clear. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, you you. Uh, I don't know, like, what person out there thinks that Biden is really in charge, but they're not bright at all. Like, or you just don't really like. You're one of these vocal people that talks a lot about politics but you don't really know shit what's really going on yeah. but it, yeah there's no way that like it, it's blatantly obvious that he's not he's he's not in control of things who is i don't know like you know some people think it's obama behind behind the the curtain who, who knows who really knows but uh and, and you know what what kills me is all of this that's happened the last decade we'll say has been a lot of like blatant pit people against each other to so the the elites could be like all right cool well these motherfuckers are busy we could do whatever the fuck we want type of thing so 
while I will say that the Occupy Wall Street um, protests, mm-hmm. a lot of the the way people got to that point, I did not agree because there's a lot of communism, a lot of. But I thought that like they were onto something. At the time, I didn't. But now that I'm looking past that and into this, it was clearly against Wall Street. Whether your ideology matches that or not, it was against the elites. And then when you move forward to 2023, and we've talked about this a few times, well, the elites, Wall Street, they're the ones who are like, oh, yeah, no, we're for this shit. ESG, we're this, we're that, we're this, yeah. we're this, we're that. And then you're left with a Trump that exposes that, basically saying, like, this is all a farce. Yeah. And, like you said. And people waking up to it. Exactly. People waking up to the fact that, like, the news is just the government. That social media is also the government everything that you're told is the government you start thinking about when you were well, younger the i don't i the everything you said i agree with but i don't know if it's the government i i think more it's 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 the elites and, yes and and they are pulling the strings for the laws gov- for yeah. the government yeah, yeah. yeah um they they're the they're the baton being used on the people yeah it's not the government itself—that's the problem. It's the people pulling the strings that, you know, have the power. Like, uh, and it's interesting you say that because the other day, I was uh, I was handling some stuff and I seen some people. Um, they they were they were on on the corner. And it was on the north side. They were on the corner and uh, they're. Like out of the four corners of the intersection, there was there were three of them. One of which had a loudspeaker, and and they were talking. Uh, they were like giving out these like little newspapers for communism. They were like, "Oh, it's the way we're down with like these fast food restaurants and like this. Everybody has a house and like all this like like dumb dumb shit that." Has never worked, never will work, the dumbest shit. And that kind of goes back to like what you and I have talked about, that joke that we made, which would kind of be a funny sketch. Not for everybody. Not everybody would get the humor in a sketch like that. But the more sophisticated people would of like like Xi Jinping, like talking to a bunch of communists and then like going backstage and being like, they really believe this shit like <laughs> like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because... I do think that that there's a level of sophistication in terms of, and I'm not saying sophistication in a in a good way in in regards to these people, but I think like a guy like Xi Jinping or like a Hillary Clinton or uh, a Nancy Pelosi, definitely, I think they all know that like communism would never work, but but what they would like is. What basically what China is doing is like a structure where it's like you could give the people very little freedom, crumbs, very little upward mobility, crumbs, as you put it. Us elites, we get to live like royalty and like that's that's what they want, which is not communism at all, because communism is basically everybody's supposed to be equal. Yeah. But again, even 
the communists don't believe in communists. It's only the idiots on the ground level, like those ones that were that that I just referenced. With the boombox. Like those ones, those guys, you could tell because you could just see in their face that they weren't bright people. Like you know how like yeah. you could look at a person and be like, "This is like, it's just not a bright person." Yeah, like you yeah. could. Uh, they could that, get duped, huh? They could get duped. Yeah, and like you could tell those guys really believed in like the shit that they were spewing. And it was just, it was sad and pathetic. How do you get people to be that way, though? That's the thing. How do you get masses to be more like them? I, I think, honestly, I think, honestly, well, it, it's a culmination of, of a few things. Like, one, like, the, the, con, the conditions have to be, like, not optimal. So, like, like I'm, and what I mean by that is, like, the living conditions, like, and have to not be optimal. But now, in media, in in school, basically everywhere you turn, you start you start selling a narrative of well, your situation is not optimal, but it's not really anything that you're doing wrong. It's it's the system is against you. Now, what happens is what happens is, and that's why the 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 book, the United States of Socialism, is a great book by Dinesh D'Souza. Because he really highlights what I'm about to explain. What happens is when you get a guy like Trump that comes in and like the economy bolsters and and because by to to a certain extent, the system, depending on like what side of the coin you're arguing from. You could argue that the system is against some people. Yes. Like 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 we've given the example before and we've told the story about how we were ready we were ready to buy property at very early age at like like uh like a mid like a early 20s like, like a no before that like like we were like oh, 20, yeah, yeah. 21 like ready like like honestly the idea like almost fresh out of high school yeah. and like you're ready to like start investing or whatever yeah. but at the time the economy wasn't good and the banks were heavily regulated and basically it was like no you stunted our growth huh? really it start and stunted our growth yeah and 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 it was regulated against us but now had we wanted to go become debt slaves and buy a four hundred thousand dollar house we would have been able to and you're starting to see that you're starting to see that because uh, this reminds me a lot of the time during like during 2010 2011 where it was after the yeah. crash where like I'm getting noti- I'm getting stuff in the mail is oh you're pre-approved for 400,000 yeah. to buy a house and it's like who are you the, like what, the interest rates are high yeah so like who would pre-approve me for this without even knowing who I am yeah yeah, yeah. so no matter what type of credit no matter what like like what what do you, so I'm pre-approved so then that reels you in the the and the thing is like a lot of people were able to get these big ass expensive houses the last couple of years is because the interest rates was damn near t- zero. Like yeah. what? 2%, three lower than 3% within the twos. Yeah. You don't have much interest to pay. So yeah, you're, you're paying for a big ass house. What happens when these people refinance? What happens if something happens where they have to refinance? Yeah. It's dead. And right now, as it currently stands, the, the housing market actually has seen an uptick in contracts. So like, that's not good, because yeah. that means that 
what was supposed to crash, what was supposed to come down in price, if, well, the market dictates that, well, people are taking these bad contracts, it's just going to keep going. This is while the banks are failing, this is happening. This will ensure, like, these contracts are not the greatest deals right now. Because prices haven't really, they've stagnated. They haven't went down though. And people live, and the thing is, people live tight. So, yes. like, you, even even the people that got the houses at a low interest rate, yeah. they're still, the, the margin of error is so slim as it was, even with the low interest rate. Yeah. But now, introduce some layoffs yeah. or jobs cutting hours. Or anything like that. And then now you have a catastrophic situation because you were living so tight because money was easy to come by. So it's just like, oh, well, we don't have to like live to save because, you know, like, why do I do that? Like money is easy. Money is cheap. And and yeah, it's all it's the recipe for disaster. But going back to what I was saying about the United States of Socialism, the Dinesh D'Souza book. He highlights in there that what ends up happening is a guy like Trump gets elected and the system becomes more fair. Dodd-Frank gets ripped up. You and I benefited greatly from Dodd-Frank being ripped up. And we're not coastal elites because that's what these people always, the first thing they always say, oh, the banks deregulate. And 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 it benefits the rich. No, like Not that deregulation, that shit trickles down. Tax cuts, those things trickle down. Yeah. Now, granted, if you want to say the rich get more tax cuts. Yeah, but that's because they have more assets. But that's not yeah. based off of them being rich. That's based off of the way the system works. Yeah. And you would benefit more if you if you started working in that direction of of how you operate exactly. financially. So now. Can't be emotional about it. Exactly. You have to look at the logistics exactly. and logic. Versus the shit that y'all want, it really does only benefit the rich or government people. But anyway, so now a guy like Trump comes, the system gets more leveled. The system gets more leveled. And then people start to see, people start to see that not only, not only are, are people doing better, the, like the regular everyday people are doing better. Things are good. There's upward mobility. You see, like we we did a lot of research about this during the election. Like the income of the people that are donating to Trump versus like the income that donate to Biden, or how way different, way different, and like the amounts and everything. But yet, this dude is still raising historical amounts of money because he has the people on his side. If you were to, if if it was like the 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 Coke test, you know, like was Pepsi and, and Coke, you know with Republicans and Democrats and we were not to tell you who's who, you would have said, oh, the Democrats are the Republicans based off of... What, the the bullshit that people talk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that shit has been so dumb and dead for a while. Like, that's the dumbest... That's literally the dumbest political argument. That's, like, not even, like, F-class political argument. That shit is just not even, like, worth addressing when people say, oh, but Republicans are for the rich. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, the dumbest, like... I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that in my life, and I'm like, yeah, you're stupid. You're a yeah. moron. Like, read a book, you know? Yeah. But anyway, anyway, guy like Trump comes, and then what happens is the proletariat... For the uh, for for communism, it has to change because what you what what the working man starts to realize is, I get more by working and taking advantage of this economy than I than I than the government would give me. So now 
and in that book, Dinesh D'Souza, he talks about the new proletariat, which is what we've done. What we realize is we can't get the working person on our side anymore because they're already hip to no, like I, I could do good. Like y'all yeah. really just need to get out of my way. So who's the new proletariat? Oh, the blacks. The Hispanics, the trans, like now we got to start this ESG stuff. Now yeah. everybody is oppressed. Everybody's every uh, the system, but it, the system is against you people, but in a different way. Yeah, in a different way. So now, so now that that's what you have, and so kind of like to to bring the whole thing together and like kind of go back to your question about about how do you get a mass amount of people. Like to to buy into that, I think the way that you do it is like when when the circumstances are not optimal, you you create a path to absolve people of their responsibility of their own circumstance. Yeah. And and yeah, and and that's and 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 to be honest, the new proletariat. You see it all the time, like you see it now, like you see it a lot with like with this trans community, and then that's I, that kind of goes back to like the stuff that I feel like Biden has been saying about you know the, um, like oh the trans community sh- shapes the soul of our nation and stuff like that because it's like you want to give that sense of like nobility, you know, and and that's the other methodology of these people. So so yeah, it's uh, it's wild because bringing it back to like why we even started that 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 conversation anyway is like i think trump i don't think i know he disrupted a lot of stuff for these people yeah and and uh yeah i i think the last thing they would ever want is for him to have a shot at office again yeah do you think that that if desantis were to win he would be equally as good as Trump or do you think that he would lack? I don't know. I mean I I, I think he would definitely lack in the in 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 many departments. Um and like we've talked about before, I think I think we talked about it in, in detail and in length, like the type of people that that right now are associated with his potential campaign. I don't like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and everything about that signifies to me that he wouldn't that yeah. he you know what I'm saying? I think too like you can't be under the impression that if they get rid of Trump, they're not going to come after you the way they did because that's that's the way to make you submit is like all right, the biggest boisterous most not give a fuck motherfucker, all right, cool. Who's the second one now? We got rid of him. Who's the second one? Yeah. And so it's not going to stop. It doesn't stop. Like, it, it got to the point now where Trump is being indicted and, for a misdemeanor. And, and what you're saying now, like, I hope I hope people don't let those demoralization tactics work and, like, gear them to, like, vote for DeSantis for that reason. Like, vote for DeSantis because you really rock with him. But yeah. what I hear a lot is, like, oh, well, DeSantis is Trump without the baggage or without the controversy. But at what point do you stop and realize that like most of the controversy that Trump has been surrounded in has been manufactured? Yes. 
And it's a catch-22, I think. Like, Biden has said some horrible stuff on stage, whether it's a gaffe or not. Nobody says anything. Yeah. Nobody says anything. Yeah. And so, to me, that's where it gets scary because it's like, on one one end, I'm like, oh, the Republicans just started getting greasy. But then, on on another, it's like, does this spell uh, tumbling future in which the one side is going to try to outdo the other side right? of how petty they're going to be. And in the way they're trying to outdo the other side, because it's one thing to outdo the other side with policy, with achievements, with accomplishments, yeah. the shit Trump did. But no, this is like, this is banana republic. It's just like, yeah, we don't have to do anything. Fuck the people. Let them starve. We don't want Trump. Like it, it's it, rig elections. This is it's getting wild. Yeah, that shit. That shit is wild. But it's just funny how <laughs> the people who who push the narrative of be yourself. Don't let the noise get in the way. Nonsense. Th- yeah. And so that. And, and and then it's scary too that that like a guy like Trump and a guy like Andrew Tate, who literally all they do is just be like, "Hey, this shit looks fishy to me. This shit is not the way you got to be." You try to get them in jail yeah. <laughs> because you can't have an opinion. And and the other side, they could say whatever, do whatever. Like some of those trans videos that I've seen, where like they're dancing, it's. And what's crazy is like, okay, yeah, you do a trans dancing show, whatever the fuck, right? Um, that's fine within adults. That's cool, whatever. You do whatever within adults. But like the videos I've been seeing is parents holding their baby on their lap like a baby, like a toddler. And, and then motherfuckers doing that shit. Like, <laughs> the fuck? What is this? So, and it's like a bunch of parents with a bunch of babies. And this motherfucker's like, those are not babies; they're gaybies. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like, and they're doing like literal like burlesque ass shit. Motherfuckers in like thongs and shit. I'm like, when was this okay or, or acceptable? Did well, like, see, was this shit have, happening have when heard, we were children? Have you heard about that uh, that children's book? You're gonna think <laughs> I'm joking, huh? Gaybies. <laughs> You're gonna think I'm joking about this, but I'm not. I I promise you, it's real. The it's a uh, it's a, a book that teaches kids the alphabet called the Gay BCs. <laughs> I knew nah. you, I, I, look it up. You can look it up right now. I knew you were going to look at me and not believe me. <laughs> Who? Wait, this book is new? I heard Patrick Bet David talk about it, and I, I seen some people talking about it on Twitter, but it's real, though. Damn. <laughs> the Gay BCs. Wow, this is real. Yeah, by ML Webb, and and like it'll be like A is for ally, B is for bisexual, C is for closet, D is for drag. Yeah, because I remember he went over like the first few letters. Yeah, A is for ally, F is for family, Q is for queer. Damn. Inclusive poems delight in the beauty of embracing one's truest self. A glossary in the back offers an opportunity for further discussion of terms and identities. 
the gay BCs is perfect for fans of A is for activist and feminist baby showing kids and adults alike that every identity every identity is worthy of being celebrated. Oh, all right, cool. Except well. if you're a Trump voter. Did you see what Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, said? <laughs> no. He said, Trump voters, Trump supporters, don't come here with your misplaced anger. Now, what's interesting about that is you motherfuckers were cool with a whole summer of riots, and you never said, don't come with your misplaced anger. In fact, you, you placated yeah. and you capitulated to that shit. And that was misplaced anger because like that was over that was over somebody I mean Jesus but they the media tried to make him a martyr but it was just a, a drug addict criminal basically yeah. is who he was. And Oh man, so he makes him okay in my opinion. So so that wasn't misplaced anger oh, but but uh but 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 uh supporting Trump is yeah, seeing your nation turn into a banana republic, that's that's misplaced anger. Yeah, that uh, well. My thing though is like dude was up there in influence like with Michael Jordan who oh, dude who <laughs> Eric Adams? George Floyd. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and so to me it's crazy that 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 you you don't have to like fucking hate the motherfucker, but you have to not accept that. Like, oh, the lowest common denominator is the hero. No, no, he's not. He's not a hero. Whether or not whatever the fuck happened to him is considered murder or not, he's still not a hero. He's still not someone to look up to. He still shouldn't be the face of a movement. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, well, we've watched all these superhero movies. These are people that do exceptional things. Uh, Self-sacrifice, like, are better. Even though they're heroes, like, they they strive for, for, for becoming a better version of themselves. Like, fucking Tony Stark inventing shit that changes societies is, like, that's greatness. And so you look at what heroes are and then and then you remove yourself from what they were when you were young and you see what they're trying to replace it with you know it's interesting that you see you mentioned tony sorry this is like totally off topic but i think you'll find it interesting i don't know if you're aware of this so i was the i caught a a part of the first avengers movie i really haven't seen that movie like when since it first came out yeah didn't have much of a replay value. Yeah, I agree 100%. I, I, I didn't... I, I remember even when we first saw it when it came out, like, we weren't as hyped about it as everybody else was. Like, yeah. I think we liked it, like, like Infinity and Endgame. Like, that we were into the hype, but but with, with uh, the first Avengers, it was kind of like... It was good, but, like, a little bit overrated, but, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. Well, anyway... Uh, it, what was badass though? I I saw a little a uh, part of it. I happened to catch a, a little piece of it, and again, this is the first time that I caught any of it since since it first came out. And there's a little part between Captain America and Tony Stark where they're sort of having like a contentious argument, and basically Captain America is telling Tony Stark like what he thinks of him, and he he basically is telling him like you're selfish and like. 
you would never you would never like sacrifice yourself for others and it was and i found that interesting because down the road captain america was actually wrong about that yeah tony yeah. stark actually did i mean he sacrificed himself for everybody yeah, you know for the and, world. And, and it was kind of interesting like yeah. that character arc you know and yeah. like how how it, it evolved how it over time yeah yeah that, that that's that's crazy like it's wild but like now <laughs> what type of character arcs are we gonna get because i feel that with endgame it, it marvel ended. ended yeah marvel basically. ended it hasn't i mean not even close no. it has any i mean the the closest that we got was no way home that yeah. was the closest that and we, that's uh, a smaller scale like it was a g great movie but it's a spider-man movie it's not the uh, an avengers movie yeah so you can't one character cannot save right the the marvel universe it's not gonna happen so but that's that's what they're on now is all oh, woke shit oh like it was funny how the the drinker was talking about that uh the fucking girl the in was it dr strange the chick that was was on there i forget her name and he just kept calling her all types of Latin American names. Oh, America Chavez. Yeah, yeah America Chavez. Like, El Salvador Chavez. Yeah. <laughs> Brazil Chavez. Because like, you're more worried about that. And you're not really worried about telling a good story. You're not even worried about making a good movie. Because none of the movies have been great. And so there goes your downfall. Um, you're trying to reshape the way people think. Or reshape. Yeah, all this culture shit, and all of it at a time where James Gunn is taking over DC. It's like, man, all James Gunn really needs to do is like uh, the 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 first three movies like under his watch need to be a hit, and I could see like the tide really shifting. Yeah, yeah. because because I you could tell. I mean, well, and man, we talked about this before, but like, Ant Man did bad at the box office. It's just the the. A lot of the Marvel appeal, it just isn't there anymore. No, no. I'm not excited about it, at least. And it's crazy, because, like, I literally, I just saw John Wick 4. We went way off topic, but I just want to mention this. Um, so, I, I feel okay about the John Wicks. I don't think they're, like, amazing movies. John Wick, the first one was badass. It was, like, low budget. The second and third were, like, decent. But what I've always appreciated is that he actually does his stunts. Oh, so like, Reeves. Yeah. yeah, so, like, the third... The second one was okay, but all, all throughout the movies, what I respect is like all the people in that movie, in those movies, are doing the stunts. Yeah. So, so in that in that regard, it has like that Mission Impossible shit, like with nah, I, I no, I'm people, saying with the stunts. I but the stunts are not even close to Mission oh, Impossible no, no, no. scale. T those are bigger, but it's yeah, like you yeah, don't see I, action I, movies where they do yeah, their own I, shit. I've heard people make that argument, and then like. You cannot, like, I, I respect Keanu Reeves, and I like his fight choreography. Like, yeah. that's badass. But, like, on some stunt stuff, you there's no comparison to Tom no, Cruise. No, like, well, no. Well, no, because he's doing, like, you're, you could die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exa You could die. But it's like, I still, like, God damn, like, how tired are you? Because it, it's like set pieces yeah. of shit. And it's like, man, this is, this is great. And then you start realizing, like, a lot of, like, the superhero movies... You know, it, it looks good, but they don't. It's all CGI. Yeah. Whereas these motherfuckers, like, I'm sure there is CGI because it has to be. 
like with any movie, with whether it's with John Wick or with Mission Impossible, you're gonna have to take off the fucking string and stuff. But like these motherfuckers are really like practicing to do shit. And, and but you see, and that's the thing. Like we look at the comic movies, and like just off the bat, it's like, oh, we accept that it's oh, it's CGI. It has to be. But no, like it doesn't exactly because remember Daredevil when when it was on Netflix. A lot of that for that those that those fighting scenes that was just choreographed. Yes, that was choreographed. To be honest, a Blade movie doesn't have to have a lot of CGI in it. It Not just has all. to have good choreography, good lighting. You know what I'm saying? But but you you think you think Disney's gonna do that? You think Marvel's gonna? Nah, this shit. Yeah, this phone it in, baby. Phone it in. Yeah, that shit. That um, foul. Now. Moving on to the to the Andrew Tate thing, I guess there's not really a whole lot to talk about because he hasn't said a lot. We just know that he's out of jail. Um, I I pretty much gave the backstory to why he was in jail at the beginning. Well, I didn't give the backstory of why he was in jail, but the circumstances surrounding why he was in jail. But but basically, uh, he was charged with human trafficking initially, but then. Over time, it seems like those charges dissipated because the girls that were the alleged victims came out and said that they weren't victims, so they were still holding them for no reason. For no reason, which I I don't know how, like what kind of janky legal system that is that that's even possible. And now he's out, and he did an interview that you showed me in pre-production, uh, a very brief interview where he said that he expects justice to be served. So. They're still technically detained. Yeah. They're, they're just not in jail. Yep. They're like on house arrest. Yeah. And that's basically like like what we know. Yeah. Now, how do you feel if you were in his shoes? Would you even feel comfortable being in Romania? Man, you know, like, it, I don't know, like, what his money situation is. Because I know when he got raided, they took a lot of his stuff. Or I, I don't know what kind of resources he has. But I, I have heard. I don't know how true it is. But I imagine he would know if it's true or not. I have heard that Dubai basically like said that they would make him and his brother honorary citizens and like they wouldn't like allow extradition. Yeah. I I think I would make a I think I would make a run for it. To, yeah. If I was him, like why not? Like cuz after Romania did what they did, why would you ever step foot in this country ever again? Yeah. That's that to me. That's like, if I felt, if that happened to me, I would I would be there sitting at home like fuck. Okay, what? How how do we game plan this? Like, do I feel that I could let them do? All I know for sure is whatever the end outcome is, in the sense of like, if they don't have any evidence, which just seems like they don't. Well, then all right. Once this shit is over, I'm out. I'm I'm so, I sell the house, sell everything. Like I, oh, but you're but that. So you would wait till it plays out. I don't that, think that, that I, that's I don't think thing. that I feel like, I would yeah, want to wait if you wait till it plays out. But I, what I'm saying is like now in the situation he's in now, because yeah, of course that goes without saying. If he's declared not guilty, you still got to get the hell out of Dodge yeah. because of the way that the, they what they've shown you already. Yeah, what I'm talking about is whether or not you risk getting out of Dodge while shit is still in process. Yeah, that's the thing, and it's just like yeah. In one hand, 
now you really will have like real charges against you yeah but 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 i don't know if i would want to risk it yeah because literally like you could end up spending i remember i remember when they first were saying what they were saying they were talking about some 25 years or something imagine yeah over nothing nah i'm out i yeah i think i'd get out I yeah. think, especially if I have the resources to. Obviously, I know that means you probably got to forfeit a lot of your stuff. Like, well, but then again, that's the other thing. Like, you know, his cars, his house, and all of that. I imagine like all of that would be seized if he were to do that. Yeah. But I don't know if you have the resources, and 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 you know, at that point, it becomes a balancing act between like your possessions and yeah. your freedom. You know, and you've been out of commission. Like, your brand is your biggest, you know, payment. It's like, okay, well, I'm running this, I'm running that, I'm running this. How much did you lose being in jail and not being able to do anything? Exactly. Like, that's that's something that he only he knows. So then he could kind of go by, like, okay, well, this is, this is the approach I'm going to take, you know? But I don't know, man. It's, it's fucked up. What was badass, though, is... He seemed in good spirits. There was that one clip where he's just kind of like walking, looking like bigger than he did before. And he looked, he's always been fit. And I like that. I like that about him. And I like that about Trump. That's one thing they've always uh, done. Whenever persecuted, whenever something happens to them, it's no time to show weakness. A lot of people, I remember with Trump, when he had uh, the, the virus came back, there was never any, Oh, I, oh, oh! I gotta wear the mask. No, show strength. Show strength. Take the mask off. I'm good. We good out here. This ain't none to be scared of. That is what you want to show the world because you're the leader of the world. And the media world. was mad at him. Yes, for doing that. yes. And so I like that he that that Andrew Tate took that approach in him getting out. It's like no, nothing has stopped me. I'm good. Motherfucker's been doing push-ups, so I'm not worried. That's good because it shows, like, yeah, whatever you guys throw at me, I just come out ten times bigger. And so now it's time to plot and start setting stuff up. I don't know how much you can do with being on house arrest, but that's the that's the biggest question is, well, what do you do, though? Like, they've detained you for basically nothing. Do you feel comfortable staying? And I guess we'll see from there. Yeah. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episodes with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, you can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. You could go to our website to do that. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, Give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.